Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 90, recorded Monday, August 1st, 2022. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone. And once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jefferson Serpino. So how did your July go? It seems like it was just a couple of days ago that I did my 4th of July episode. And now, all of a sudden, here we are, it's August. The days and weeks just seem to be flying by and we're well into our 2022 dive season up here in Connecticut. We need to enjoy it as long as we can. And speaking of our dive season, we just got back from our most recent two days up in Rhode Island at Fort Wetherall. This time we conducted open water certification dives as well as the open water portion of our latest rescue diver class. We could not have asked for a better weekend. The water has continued to warm up nicely and the visibility was pretty good for New England diving. I didn't spot any tropicals this time, but we'll be on the lookout as we have several more trips to Jamestown planned for August and September. Now that my book, Your Next Dive, has been released, I am seeing the book sales start to pick up. If you're listening out there and have already purchased the book, I want to thank you and hope that you find it interesting. Your support is much appreciated. I do have another book in the works, but right now it's a little difficult to find a time with so much activity at the shop. Maybe as we make our way towards fall, I'll have a little more bandwidth and get that moving. On today's show, I'll be doing another installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive, when we are shipwrecked with Mike. But first is our news and information update, Wet Notes. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, August 1st, 2022. First up today, I want to congratulate Autumn Bloom and the entire team at Stream to Sea on being named as the best reef-safe, eco-friendly sunscreen by Rolling Stones. This was the second year in a row that they gained this recognition. We got a nice email from Stream to Sea with links to the article. Now, I've talked a lot about Stream to Sea here on the podcast over the years. We are very proud to carry their products here at the dive shop, and we always talk to our customers about why ReefSafe products are so very important. Not only do I use their sunscreen, I really like the mask defog they came out with. It just works great and doesn't have any of the side effects with my eyes. So once again, congratulations to the entire Stream to Sea team. Keep innovating, and thank you for your dedication and passion. Now, I get an email newsletter from Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, or HUI as they like to call themselves. 
This newsletter is called Ocean Insights. And in a recent email, there was a link to an op-ed piece that ran in the Boston Globe, written by the Institute's president, Peter DeMonocle. The title of the op-ed is Turning the Tide Against Climate Change. Now, in this article, Peter points to a report by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine that discusses ocean-based carbon dioxide removal. There are a whole series of recommendations, including adding nutrients, making seawater more alkaline, growing seaweed, and protecting coastal ecosystems, as well as other recommendations. This is, a very, this is very important now that the Supreme Court has placed limits on what the EPA can regulate when it comes to carbon emissions. HUI is also part of Ocean Vital Signs Network, and that's a program to deploy techne- technologies across vast areas of the ocean, all focused on scientifically documenting how the ocean takes up and stores carbon. We just need to protect our seas. They are just too valuable to our life here on Earth. Back in May, I talked here on Wet Notes about how several businesses in Hawaii were challenging the ban on the swimming with dolphins in Hawaiian waters. Their claim was that the person who issued the ban, the Deputy Director for Regulatory Programs at the National Marine Fisheries Service, didn't have the authority to issue such a ban. To recap, that ban says that you cannot swim within 50 feet of the dolphins, and that they they called this the approach rule. Well, the National Marine Fisheries Service is actually an office of NOAA called NOAA Fisheries. So the NOAA administrator, Dr. Richard Spinrad, issued a statement in the Federal Register on July 8th to remove any ambiguity. He stated, Out of an abundance of caution and to remove any doubt as to its validity, I have independently evaluated the approach rule and the basis for adopting it, and I now affirm and ratify the approach rule. So I guess that means the basis for those lawsuits is no longer valid and they're just going to have to stay away from the dolphins. So here's an update coming out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, regarding what was once known as Dutch Springs. Well, the deal to sell the property to a developer from Texas has closed, and Stu officially shut down Dutch Springs several weeks ago. We weren't sure if that was the end. But the quarry is being resurrected for scuba diving, with a new name, Lake Hydra. Ken Craft, a former Northampton County president, and Jim Folk of Atlantis Aquatics, a dive shop in the Bethlehem area, are the new owners of the quarry and formed up Dive LLC to operate the newly named Lake Hydra. It will be exclusively for scuba diving, and they plan on opening up in mid-April 2023. It will be different as you will need to make a reservation for diving. It won't be first come, first serve anymore. We will definitely keep tabs on the situation and are looking forward to getting back to Bethlehem and dive Lake Hydra. This is certainly some great news for the Northeast dive community.
A couple of weeks ago, we got an email asking us if it would be okay to use our logo on a new website that has been developed to provide information to people who dive up here in New England. The new website is idivenewengland.com. We really like the way the site is organized and the information being provided. So sure, why not allow them to use our logo and put a link to our website out there? Well, it turns out that I Dive New England is the work of Maura Keene, who uh, we know from our affiliation with the Boston Sea Rovers. Maura has done a really great job in putting together a list of dive shops across Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. She has also provided a wealth of information on dive sites and state-specific regulations across New England when it comes to diving. So if you're trying to get a little more information on all things scuba diving up here in the Northeast, then check out idivenewengland.com, or you can reach out to Maura directly by emailing her at contact at idivenewengland.com. And finally, here's a little shameless plug. Coming off the heels of my book release, I've been asked to do a workshop at the Boston Sea Rovers this year. The workshop is titled, You Can Do It, Writing and Publishing Your First Book. I'll be talking a little bit about my journey and helping those aspiring authors out there on the many aspects associated with self-publishing a book. My goal is for the participants to leave with an appreciation for the time commitment and schedule it takes to write, publish, and market their book. Like I said, Closing out on a little shameless plug. Well, that's it for this installment of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. It's time for another installment of Sea Hunt. It's still alive here on Scuba Shack Radio. And this time, we're headed back to Season 1, Episode 30, The Shipwreck. The Shipwreck premiered on August 2nd, 1958. This episode opens up with a shot of a small island that Mike tells us is just off the coast of Baja. He also tells us that he is foolishly diving alone on a wreck that is 50 feet below the surface. He's diving his triple tank configuration while up on the surface, a huge storm has come up and it's wrecking everything in its path, including Mike's boat. Next thing we know, Mike is adrift in a life raft. He is shipwrecked. As he's paddling along in the life raft, he spots three survivors from another shipwreck clinging to the debris from their boat. Mike pulls them in. They are Vince and his wife, Nancy, along with Vince's business partner, Ed. Mike tells us that he doesn't think they are really that experienced in life at sea. Things don't look so good for the four of them. Nancy is cold and shivering, and they have no drinking water or food. No land is in sight. Mike tells them that he's been in tough situations before as a Navy UDT, and that the first law of survival 
is to think. So they will each take two-hour watches and look out for a boat, plane, or land. He tells them to remain confident. Then Nancy spots land, but it's about 10 miles away. They all begin paddling using Mike's fins, but it's no use. The wind is pushing them away. Mike has another trick up his sleeve. He creates a sea anchor from Ed's pants and tosses it over the side. It slows the raft, but not enough. The land just gets further and further away. Mike realizes they need to have something to eat, so he fashions a spear with his knife and heads down to the bottom to catch some fish. He saw plenty of fish on the bottom and figures he can spear a few. He dons a scuba rig. But wait, it's doubles. Not sure what happened to the triples. Oh well, it's television. You can take those liberties, I guess. He sets off to spear the fish, but he's just too weak and is having difficulty. Just then, a large shark starts to circle around him. Sharks can sense trouble. He persists. He releases his his spare air on his tank and tries to avoid the sharks while chasing the fish. With his air completely gone, Mike jettisons his tanks, spears the fish, avoids the shark, and makes it back to the raft. Next, we see Mike chomping on the fish. He says it's good. He tells the others to eat it, but they won't. He just keeps telling them, look, it's good. They aren't buying it. So Mike says he'll just save it for later. The scene then shifts to the morning of the third day. They are tired, hungry, and thirsty. Vince says he will have some of that fish now. But Ed got tired of smelling it and tossed it over the side in the night. Mike needs to go back in free diving with the spear for more fish. He tells us he can normally do a three-minute free dive, but he just doesn't have the strength right now. He also has the same shark in the area, but he manages to spear a small sheep's head and pops up with the fish. But Mike is in trouble after handing off the fish and spear to the boat. He's floating away, and Ed jumps in while Nancy watches the rescue. Back on board, we find Vince at the other end of the raft devouring the fish. When they try to stop him, both the spear and fish are gone. There's now no hope. Nancy tells Vince she's so ashamed of him, not to touch her. Mike simply says, we all make mistakes. We're all human. It's now the morning of the fifth day, and the westerly wind is baking their skin and sharpening their thirst. Vince is now trying to make amends with Nancy, but she's not buying it. We then see Ed sipping on seawater. He tells us it's good and he's been drinking it for two days. He's delirious and Mike and Vince need to tie him up. Nancy once again scorns Vince. I hope you're proud of yourself. You're pathetic. It's hopeless. Mike once again tries to dive down and get something to eat. He's after a lobster or octopus, but he's just too weak to fight the pressure. He gets back on board. Just when all seems lost, The winds have shifted, and just maybe they could drift north and catch the easterly current, bringing them back to the island. But how can they uh, catch the wind? 
while Mike kneels on the raft with his arms spread and they place a jacket over his outstretched arms, a makeshift mast. He tells us he looks like a scarecrow. They are all now at their breaking point. Nancy is lashing out, can't stand it anymore. She hates all of them and wishes she had never met Vince. Mike is lapsing in and out of consciousness. He's got to hang on. Or it's goodbye, Mike Nelson. As the morning of the sixth day breaks, Ed is almost a goner. He's yelling out for help. Miraculously, overnight they've picked up the easterly current and are now just offshore. As they paddle towards the shore, Mike realizes the surf is too rough and they would all drown in the breakers if the boat capsized. So he dives in with the sea anchor and ties it off. Mike loses one of his fins in the process and heads back to the raft. Mike tells them that he's going to swim in and try to get get them and save them. It's calmer down there. Vince wants to go. He'll give it a try. But Mike says, it's my raft. You stay here. As Mike makes his way ashore through the crashing surf and breakers, he is struggling to climb up the rocks. Just then, he is spotted by some local fishermen who save Mike, and within an hour, they have Vince, Nancy, and Ed back on shore, where they get their first nourishment in six days. Nancy tells Vince she is sorry, and they make up. Ed apologizes for cracking up. Mike, always calm, tells them that he knows the sea. It will break you down and make you do things you wouldn't do. It takes training and experience. Now, you'll definitely recognize Vince from the shipwreck. He was played by Leonard Nimoy. Yes, Mr. Spock once again shows up on Sea Hunt. So that's the shipwreck from season one of Sea Hunt with Mike Nelson. Well, when I picked the shipwreck for this installment of Sea Hunt, It's Still Alive, I thought it would be about shipwreck diving. Just goes to show that you'll always get a bit of a surprise with Mike Nelson. Well, once again, I want to thank you all for your continued support of the podcast, and I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Scuba Shack Radio. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the summer. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <laughs>